trauma fades over time and we have perspective. If I could have chosen, of course, I'd never would have wanted to have been through what I did, but that's not the choice that I had. And that's not the path that my life took. Therefore, I take the experience and I share what I've learned and hopefully inspire others to start their own ways of practicing gratitude right now while things are going okay. Because eventually we all are going to go through difficult and challenging times. But that's what to me gratitude is about. You start today, no matter where you are, things are great, things are not great. And then you build this practice over time. Welcome to Sage Conversations, where we believe everyone has an innate light and power to heal. I am Michiko. And I'm Rowanna. We are wellness practitioners. Join us each week as we explore holistic healing, spiritual and personal growth journeys with experts, amateurs, and friends. Be inspired to foster your inner light and live your best life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sage Conversations. Today, we are joined by Julie Boyer, a three-time Amazon bestselling author. She's a serial entrepreneur and three-time Ironman finisher. Currently, she's an intuitive business and health coach. She's the founder of the 30-Day Whole Body Detox. Another thing is she's a landscape photographer. She does amazing work. And last but not the least, she's the podcast host of Wake Up With Gratitude. And I think that's the chunk of what we'll be talking about today. Like her focus on gratitude as a way to answer whatever challenge we're faced with. Yes, and that's how we found each other, right? <laughs> so happy to have you. We're excited. Hello. <laughs> First, I want to say I'm really excited and honored because I've always wanted to spread my message more internationally and connect with people in different time zones and different places. And I'm so grateful for Instagram that brought us together and that we've been able to build this friendship across all these time zones. So thank you for that. Definitely grateful for that. Well, thank you again so much for joining us today. We are very excited to get into all the amazing work that you do, particularly your podcast, because you call it Wake Up With Gratitude. As an intuitive business and health coach, of course, there could be so many topics that we can talk about, but your podcast is so focused on gratitude. And that is so telling on how much stress you put on its importance. There's definitely a story behind Wake Up With Gratitude. It isn't just a podcast. It's my brand as well, which includes, I mentioned the landscape photography, but in the beginning, it actually came from my book, which is 30 Days of Gratitude. I don't know if you want me to get into the story of where Wake Up With Gratitude comes from in my life, because there's a bit of a story behind that. Oh, yes. We'd love to learn more about that. Please. Okay. So this is a bit of a story, but... Basically, I'd been practicing gratitude for some time. I had listened to a gentleman called Sean Aker. He wrote a book called The Happiness Advantage. And he said that if you wanted to shift your mood in 21 days, you should start writing a gratitude practice. What it was is every night you write three things that you're grateful for that are different from the day before. So really specific to that day and different from the day before. So I started that and really noticed like it was having a positive effect in my life. And I was like, this is really working and really got into the whole gratitude thing. And I added a really cool thing, which is called a gratitude intention. And we can come back to that later because I'd love to teach your audience how to do that part of it. So everything's good, life is great, I'm doing well. And I have a daughter, she's 10, and I was pregnant for a second time. Unfortunately, and very surprisingly, that pregnancy ended at 15 weeks. And when I got home from the hospital that night, 
I wrote in my gratitude journal. And so you might be thinking like, why would you write in your gratitude journal when something so terrible has just happened? But that's the point is that even on what was on the most difficult day of my life, I found a way to be grateful. Wow. So that was what actually sparked me to write my book, 30 Days of Gratitude, because I said, if I can be grateful on a day like that, I need to share my message with other people. So I write the book thinking like my gratitude journey, you know, it's good. Like I'm good. Not knowing that was actually the beginning of my journey, (laughs) which was eight years ago now. So everything's great. We're doing well. Child's growing up. And then I get pregnant for a third time. And we're way more cautious now. We keep to ourselves. We're like, okay, you know, you never know what can happen. If we're meant to be blessed with the second child, that's great. And just before 12 weeks, I started having the signs of miscarriage again. So I knew it was happening this time. So I went to the hospital. They said, do you want the same surgery that you had the last time? I said, yes, because I'd had a miscarriage at home and nobody wants that. And they said, like, I don't want to do that again. So let's just do the surgery. And that's where the story really begins is that I ended up getting a really rare bacterial infection. It's called invasive group A strep. And it either causes sepsis, which is blood poisoning or flesh eating disease. And I got the sepsis kind. So that period remains the only time when I've not written in my gratitude journal. I actually brought my gratitude journal to the hospital with me. I had to be put into a medically induced coma in order to heal and to recover. And waking up from being asleep for a week, to me, that's what wake up with gratitude is. And when you've been in a coma for a week, you lose so much muscle mass and so much muscular control. And so all the things that we take for such granted every single day, I couldn't do them. I couldn't even lift a glass of water to my lips because I didn't have the strength. I couldn't press the call button to get help from the nurse. But I was determined. I knew that I needed to get out of the hospital as quickly as possible so I could be with my daughter because it was actually just a few weeks before Christmas. So I used my Ironman determination and that mindset of what do I need to do to get out of the hospital and get home as quickly as possible. And from the morning I woke up, I was home three days later. And Wake Up With Gratitude didn't come right away as my brand and my business, but it was always there. It was like an affirmation that I had. I choose to wake up with gratitude. And so when I say wake up with gratitude, for you, it might just be, you know, thank you that I woke up today. But for me, it literally means like, thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and to make a difference in the world. Wow. What a wonderful story and wonderful meaning to the word gratitude, because that's a word that a lot of us talk about already. And that meaning gives us a fresh perspective because it could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But I love how you described it. And I think it comes from, of course, that experience that literally changed your life eight years ago. So thank you for sharing that. Even talking about it must be really challenging because it brings you back to that time when it was probably traumatic. So it's interesting, yes. Both of the miscarriages were very traumatic times in my life. And it took me a long time to be able to speak about being in the hospital and having survived in the coma. It took me about 
four years to be able to be comfortable to share my story in that way and to share more details about my story than I did at the beginning. But that's normal. Like trauma fades over time, right? And we have perspective. And if I could have chosen, of course, I never would have wanted to have been through what I did. But that's not the choice that I had. And that's not the path that my life took. Therefore, I take the experience and I share what I've learned and hopefully inspire others to start their own ways of practicing gratitude right now while things are going okay. Because eventually, we all are going to go through difficult and challenging times. And this last year, I'm sure for many people have been some of the most difficult times in their lives. But that's what to me gratitude is about. You start today, no matter where you are, things are great, things are not great. And then you build this practice over time. Yeah. And I'm reminded of this law. Are you familiar with Hebb's law? I don't think so. Tell me more. Well, I was reminded of it when you first gave the example of that book that taught you how to practice gratitude for 21 days. And again, that reminder that start practicing gratitude now when life's good. Because it'll build you that muscle for when you're faced with challenges, you'll be better at choosing gratitude when you're faced with these problems. Because Hebb's Law is all about training your brain. Like when you use certain neurons in your brain, it fires up and connects. And what you don't use, you lose. That's basically what the law is. And I think it takes about 21 to 30 days for those neurons to connect. So that's when you build your habits. It is. It's neuroplasticity. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It's changing the way your neurons are firing. Okay. So when they connect, the more permanent it becomes in your routines and your lifestyles, the more natural it will come to you when you need it in the future. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. I didn't know (laughs) the law, but I totally understand that neuroplasticity. And it's interesting what you say, because often people will start a gratitude practice and then they'll give it up. You know, I had a gratitude practice long before I'd heard Sean Aker speak, but I kind of gave up. I don't know why. There wasn't a reason why I stopped doing it, but I did. So then when I was prompted again to do the gratitude practice, it wasn't as hard the second time to get it going. It's been a decade that it was 2011. So it's been a decade since I heard Sean Aker speak. And I kid you not. Each year, no more than one or two days I miss in my gratitude journal and that two-week period when I was sick in the hospital. And it's so crazy because they took my gratitude journal to the hospital. Like, that's how important it is to me. Like, when I travel, you know, when we used to get on planes and things, do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) My gratitude journal always went in my carry-on. My gratitude journal and my vitamins are always in my backpack because... If I lose everything else, they're easily replaceable, but my vitamins and my gratitude journal, two things I don't want to do without. So it's just something that I do now and I don't even think twice about it. How has it been now? I mean, do you look back on those 10 years worth of gratitude entries? Have you also seen a change in what you've seen that you're grateful for? Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. So what's interesting is when I first started, I was actually doing it on one of the really old tablets that was called a BlackBerry tablet. And I used to do it on the (laughs) tablet. It's like, they don't even exist anymore. Anyway, so the tablet died and I lost it as maybe in a Word document somewhere. So then I was like, I'm going back to the regular journals I love. And the act of writing is good for your brain to write. I use like the cursive, the connected writing. 
because it works your brain in a different way than when you print your letters. So what's so interesting is that my gratitude as practice has changed so much in the past 10 years. And what I love about, I choose to keep my gratitude journals. I'm going through everything because we're going through another move. And I love looking back because what a gratitude journal does is it allows you to look back on your life on the good things. I remember those times when we were going through really, really hard times. I'm not talking about all the really, really hard stuff. I'm just like talking about the little things that I found in the day that actually I was grateful for. Because usually the traumatic experiences or the big problems are what gets stuck in our memories, right? Like when we look back at a certain time or event in our lives, sometimes like what immediately pops up are the bad memories. I guess because we're so wired to think about those first, but when you continually do the practice of being grateful, Mm -hmm. then maybe the first thing that you remember are those little moments or the small moments that you were actually grateful for, those positive things. But for majority, I think of the population, I think the natural tendency is for us to think about those negative feelings first, because those are very heavily emotionally charged. So I'm going to tell you something that's going to be really different than probably you've heard from a lot of gratitude people before, is that so in the past two years, I started a different practice with one of my mentors and really good friends. And it was from a book that I read by Melody Beattie. And it was called like 40 Day Gratitude or 40 Days of Gratitude. And it was all about how she turned her life around in gratitude, but in a very different way. So yes, look for gratitude, find the good things in a day. But she was also grateful for the stuff that wasn't working. Mm. So it's like, I'm so grateful that I still haven't finished the census because <laughs> here in Canada and I got the long form and it took me like four hours. I was like, I'm so grateful I still haven't finished the census, right? And so there are always good things that I write because I always find good stuff in the morning. This is my morning practice. But then I'll write about the stuff that isn't working. And mm. what's so great about this practice is that when you say like, I'm grateful that like I can get paid today, it's weird because then you like don't feel as bad about it. And then I like get it off my chest for the day and it really does help. So I know it sounds odd and some of your listeners probably think I'm a little crazy, but I mean, I am, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm trying to think of instances or examples of what problems I would be grateful for, but what if it doesn't make sense? Won't it give you that imposter syndrome? Like I'm saying this because someone said that I should be grateful for these negative things, but what if it doesn't make sense? Because it's very odd. It is. Oh, it takes practice. It just takes practice. I mean, at the beginning, it was very weird. You know, I had heard on your podcast about your store and closing and everything. And I was like, well, what if in that moment you were like, I'm grateful my store is closing, right? I mean, you still ended up manifesting another solution, which is so (laughs) incredible. But what if in that moment you allowed gratitude for something that was ending, something that was negative, something that was painful, and Mm -hmm. allow and be open that sometimes the challenges, the difficulties end up being the things we're most grateful for like later. So Mm -hmm. why not express your gratitude for it right now? You know what? I'll be honest about that example, because I think I was already grateful. You're referring to that episode with Jamie when I shared that I think it came to a point that I had to close my business. That was recorded maybe a month ago. Like I was grieving the fact that I had to do that, but I was also somewhat excited 
because it opened up other opportunities. So I was experiencing those mix of emotions. So somehow I was also feeling grateful. And I think that was why I was able to manifest. Like I shared with Julie off air before we went live that the day I told my landlord that I was closing or I was ending the contract for that space for my store, just hours later, I received an offer for another location and I didn't see that coming. But you know, when you allow yourself to let go of things that no longer is no longer serving today and be grateful and feel excited about the opportunities, then they'll just come. (laughs) And you said something there that I really believe to be true is that gratitude and grief can live at the same time. Mm. And I don't want you to fake it. I don't want toxic positivity. That is not Mm. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you can be going through grief and a really hard time. And at the same time, find something to be grateful for. Not necessarily grateful about what you're grieving about, but maybe grateful that you had such a great experience with your store. There's no like gratitude that I didn't have a child. Although I look at my life today and I'm like, Maybe, maybe one child is actually what we were meant to be as a one child family, our lifestyle. You know, if we had three children, I don't know that I would have moved across the country with three children. But one child, it's a little easier. I thought so, but that ended up being a very difficult thing too. But yeah, those two things living at the same time. And so feel the grief. Absolutely. Feel the grief. Let it go through your body. Allow that to happen. And at the same time, continue with your gratitude practice. Julie, I can't help but still anchor on this story. And that's why I've been so quiet because, well, if I must share, I'm also going through my first pregnancy. And so I was just around that time. Wow, I'm announcing. You're sharing it. I know. (laughs) And thank you. But it's been like scary and also exciting. And then you mentioned 13 weeks, which is around the time I'm on, but anything can still happen, right? And I think I still wanted to go back to that story about, can you share word for word if you still remember what you wrote in your journal? Because that might help a lot of women who might have also had like a miscarriage to be inspired by that. So when the first miscarriage happened, it was at 15 weeks. Listen, it's super rare. (laughs) I just don't want women to be nervous. It's very, very rare. If that happens, I have endometriosis. I've had endometriosis for a really long time. I had a surgery before I had my daughter to like clean up some of the endometriosis, but I was told that it would grow back. And if I was going to have more children, I would need to have another procedure to be able to safely have children. We didn't really expect that I would get pregnant. So we weren't really worried about things. We didn't cross my mind that that would be an issue. Of course, you never know. There's no rhyme or reason why miscarriage happens. It is not anybody's fault. It just happened. But likely because of the endometriosis, it's something that happened to me in the second time, even more likely, right? I do remember what I wrote in my journal that first time because it's actually in my book. And it was that I am truly grateful for my daughter being at daycare. So she was only two and a half at the time, but I had put her in a daycare program only a few days a week. So that day she wasn't home with me. So imagining this happening and my two-year-old is at home, I am so grateful she wasn't home. Wow, yeah. The second thing was that I was in the bath when this happened and had to call emergency services. So the police had to break down my door. So I was grateful that the police were able to break down my door and that the EMS came to help me. 
And the last thing was that I was grateful for the care that I'd received in the hospital because it all happened so fast. I arrived at the hospital just after noon. I had surgery a couple hours later and I was out the door in four hours. It was a crazy whirlwind of what had happened. And I'll tell you, and I don't know if it's the same in the Philippines or not, I really don't. No one comes to you and says, hey, listen, I'm sorry that you've just lost a baby, right? They just, they like just put you in like post-surgery and- That's it. Oh my goodness. No counseling, no like, here's a pamphlet, no like call this number if you are having trouble dealing with the fact that you just had a miscarriage and had to come to the hospital in an ambulance and had surgery. But yeah, I still wrote in my journal that night. I did. And I, yeah, it's, this may sound strange. I remember writing it. (laughs) Like I have a picture in my head of me in my bedroom writing in the journal that night. Wow. Thank you for sharing. And that in itself is strength of having to do that and coming together with words even (laughs) when sometimes we struggle with words, right? But thank you so much. And I think that will be helpful for a lot of us. Well, thanks for giving me a place to share. Miscarriage is a tricky thing to talk about because it happens to so many women, but often pregnant women don't want to talk about it. So that in itself that you had the strength to share your exciting news in this conversation is actually amazing to me. And because when women are pregnant or trying to get pregnant, they don't want to talk about miscarriage and we don't talk about it enough. And then when it happens to one in four women, it's very traumatic and they don't have any context for it because no one's talking about it. So I've definitely made it one of my things that I talk about. I'm okay to share my stories because like you said, someone's listening who maybe had a miscarriage like decades ago and just nobody ever talked to her about it. And now she's like, well, Julie at least shared her story. So I feel like I have a partner in that. Yeah, a connection is definitely important if they're not able to find that in their immediate families or if they're not able to comfortably talk about it. Listening to something like this, finding something like this out on social media can help them feel connected to something or someone. Just right now, I'm inspired to park up my gratitude practice again because I've been up and down with it and I haven't been consistent. I mean, I do it in my mind. When something happens to me, oh, I'm grateful for that. But it's something else when you write it. And the fact that you actually have had 10 years worth, I'm just so happy to look back on those. I'm inspired. <laughs> Start That's today. right. I can come back to the gratitude intention I mentioned. Yes. yes I yes, wanted to bring that up. Yeah. So I just want to preface this with, listen, not everyone's going to be able to write in a gratitude journal and that's okay. But if you're inspired to start, be kind to yourself. Know that it takes, like you were saying, 21 to 30. It could take 90 days for you to develop a habit. A really simple way to do that is to put the journal and the pen on your bedside table. Pick a journal that you like to look at. That's something I've learned. I used to kind of use whatever journal I had on hand because for some reason I always have journals on hand. But now I go and when it's my gratitude journal, I pick something that inspires me, like a, an image or a drawing or I've like right now I have this one that has like gorgeous tree of life on it. It's so beautiful. It's like a book. It's actually stunning. So every night when you remember, you're going to write down three things you're grateful for or more for that day and really specific. Like I'm truly grateful that I was interrupted in the middle of my podcast because my husband was on his computer and didn't make dinner for our daughter. 
<laughs> right? I'm like, just put that in my gratitude tonight. Oh, I am truly grateful that I got to hear Kate Hudson speak at a live event that I attended today. That was so cool. I am truly grateful that I welcomed a new detox client and business partner today, right? So really specific. And then I'm going to write my gratitude intention. So gratitude intention, this one stays the same. And what it is, it's writing in the present tense, something that has yet to manifest on the physical plane, but writing something that you are grateful for that you want to happen. So right now I have a particular business goal that I'm going for. And so I write down that business goal every single night. I write the same thing and I write it with a smile and I get excited about it. So it can be whatever you want, but I recommend writing it again and again and again. I used it years ago, like that first year when I first started my gratitude journaling, it took me 12 weeks to reach another business goal that had been evaded me for like years. So like my first time doing the gratitude intention, 12 weeks later, I had accomplished my goal. So I was like, this stuff works. Cool. I mean, I've manifested houses and moves across the country, all these crazy things with gratitude intention. So that's like the secret sauce to your gratitude practice. So I hope you'll add that. Ooh, it's like gratitude yeah. with a mix of manifestation. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But isn't it true that in order to manifest, we have to already give thanks for what we have right now? Definitely. So yes, yeah, definitely be grateful for it and already have that positive feeling about it. so you talking about like having a smile on your face while writing your gratitude with intention is also so important feeling happy and excited for that thing that you're grateful for whether it's happened or or has not yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it works. So I can't wait to hear from some of the people that are listening or viewing right now, you know, in like 30, 90 days, I just want to hear back, be like, Hey, that Julie girl, she mentioned something about this gratitude intention and look what I manifested. So yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned Michigan that you've had an on and off relationship with your gratitude practice. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And we've talked not just in this episode, but in previous episodes as well, like the popular episode that we have, that Reiki manifestation with Celine, one of the five that she talks about is just to meditate on being grateful. And I think that episode with Jamie as well, like a piece of the formula to manifesting the life that you want for yourself is having gratitude. So we know its importance. We know how powerful it is, but how can we help people who are having that on and off relationship with gratitude? How can we help people? What practical steps? Well, you already mentioned a few, like putting the journal on your bedside. How can you help others know the value of it, but haven't quite started their gratitude practice? So my favorite thing to help people that want to have more gratitude in their life is really that focus on waking up with gratitude. So there's lots of ways we can remind ourselves to wake up with gratitude. So if we wake up with an alarm, most people today use their phone as an alarm. Did you know you can change the name of your phone alarm? Did you yeah. know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, people don't. I use it. I yeah, use so it. People don't know that they can change the name of their alarm. So you can change the name of your alarm to say, I am grateful. Wake up with gratitude. I Thank love you for that. today. <laughs> Right? But so that's a change, good idea. Yeah, so you because, change it to gratitude in your alarm because if you're using an alarm, might as well, instead of like work, which is what a lot of people put for their alarm, work. So yeah, that's what you can do with your phone. Um, I do recommend putting your phone on airplane mode before you go to bed. Your alarm will still work, I promise. 
but it's so much healthier. Um, another cool thing you could do is if you have a bedside table, put a thank you card on it. So oh, like a little nice. card that says thank you, just like have it on your bedside table as a decoration to remind you to say thank you when you wake up. You could put a sticky note. I mean, I have so many of these sticky notes everywhere on the wall that you see when you wake up that says, thank you for this day. Thank you for this gift. Happy I woke up. Whatever, little sticky note. And then I have my mantra, which is, thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and make a difference in this world. And that's what I say when I wake up. I also say it when I go to the beach in the morning for sunrise, I'll walk along the beach and just say thank you. And I'll stand, you know, and say that mantra, but you don't have to walk to the beach. That's okay. But, but yeah, so little things like that. And then before you get out of bed, again, if you're not rushing, a really cool practice you can do is gratitude for your body. So you choose one part of your body and you just give thanks for that one part of your body. So let's say you're thinking about your lungs. So you're like, thank you for my lungs for providing me with oxygen and oxygenating my cells. And thank you for breathing in and out without me doing anything. And thank you for being there when I exercise and all these things. And thank you that my breath continued the whole night without me even thinking about it. So you can choose any part of your body and make that something you're grateful for too. So any one of those, not all of yeah. them. Don't do those them are wonderful and so simple too. I'm guilty of being one of those who use that alarm for work reminders and not really for like mantras. I mean, I never thought of it <laughs> that way before. Like, yeah, why not? It's so simple. Just like changing a setting and, and you can put it on repeat. So lots of simple and easy ideas. I love it. And I'm sure there are more that other people can think about just simple ways that can remind us to build that neuron. <laughs> Build that muscle in our brain to keep practicing having gratitude. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I really just want to inspire people to pick one thing that we've talked about. So Mashiko, if you've been inspired to start your gratitude journal again, then start there, right? Don't add everything else at the same time. It's so right. hard to even get one habit into place, let alone a bunch of them. So pick one that resonates with you. So, well, you're going to change your alarm, right? Simple. But that will make a difference for you. So that's what I want our audience to think about is just one little thing that you can do. You can make an alarm for any time of the day. One of my podcast guests, she has a 9 p.m. alarm, which reminds her to stop wherever she is and say her three gratitudes out loud. So she'll be at home with friends, doesn't matter. So the alarm goes off, she says her three gratitudes. That's beautiful. And just to keep it simple and get it started and we'll all mix it up somehow. Now, like I'm inspired to name everything. Thank you. Like, thank you for this day. And then yeah. or thank you for this meeting. <laughs> awesome. And I love the mantra that you tell yourself each morning as well. Like, what was it? Like be of service to others. Yeah. It went something like that, right? Yeah, to be and of I, service to others and make a difference in this world. Yeah. And, yeah. and to all our listeners, actually, and you know, um, all the work that Julie does is really to be in the best service to others and sharing the message of how important gratitude is. And, and you know what, guys, we are so grateful that Julie here created a free workshop and even adjusted the time just so that our listeners here in the Philippines can join that free workshop on gratitude. So probably even more practical ideas and how to bring in more gratitude into your day to day. So Julie, could you tell us more about that free workshop? Yeah, so it's going to be 8 a.m. for you on the Saturday, and it'll be Friday night for me. 
And the reason is, is I thought, well, if I do a first thing on a Saturday morning, then you're done for the day and you're infusing your day with gratitude. And that's really what the workshop's going to be about is to how to infuse your day with gratitude. So we're going to talk about so many different ways that you can infuse gratitude from the time you wake up till you go to sleep. So from that thank you alarm to the gratitude journal at night, we're going to talk about all the ways in between. And you're going to leave with, I don't know, probably 30 different ways to practice gratitude. And just like I've inspired you to do today, I'm going to say pick one and go for that. But you'll have your notes in order to help you to continue to add them, like layer them. Like there's just so many little gratitude practices Sometimes like don't realize how many I'm doing in a day now. Like even if people just do one of the things, right? Like if we inspire people to do one thing to infuse their day with gratitude, how does that affect everyone around them? There's no cost to join me. It's going to be about 45 minutes and I'm sharing it here first. I really wanted to pick a time that would work for your audience because like I said, I'm here really because I feel like there's a beautiful place for me to share my message more internationally. And, and then I met you. So perfect. And I love what you do. I love your conversations. And I love so many of the things that you're podcasting about, like the similar themes are in my podcast. And so to find someone that seems at the opposite end of the world, but that has so many similar things on their podcast is just amazing to me. And that's what I love is we're so connected in so many ways. That's like a gift of the pandemic, like you said, right? Yeah, definitely. So I'm grateful for, first of all, for finding us and for reaching out. And now that we've built this friendship and relationship, like on opposite ends of the world, and it's just a matter of growing our communities, since we do believe in the same things and have this intention of sharing our hearts and, and what we know with the rest of the world to create a ripple effect and just bring more positivity and gratitude into the world. Yes, thank you, Julie. Oh, it has been such a pleasure to be here. I appreciate your time. I appreciate that we made this happen. And I'm excited to share this with my community as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. We love this. Thank you. And for our listeners and then for our both our communities, how can they reach you? Well, you can find me on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> so I have two Instagram accounts. One is at my name, Julie CM Boyer. And then my other one is wake up with gratitude photo. That's my photo account. So if you like to look at pretty photos of sunrises and nature, that's that one. But where I'm more active is my Julie CM Boye, um, that one. I'm also on Facebook. Julie CM Boye is my handle on all the socials. I'm not on Kumu though. I don't even know. I don't even know if it's available in Canada. So It is. It is. Is it? Okay, I'm yes. downloading it next. I didn't even know. So next time you have one, I'll, I'll see if I can catch it, If it, depending on the time zone. So I'll have to be Julie Samboy on that too. Yeah, just I'm on all the socials as that. So Great. I hope our dear listeners join that free workshop happening on May 29th, 8 a.m. Philippine time for you to wake up with gratitude with Julie. Awesome. Thank you so much. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Sage Conversations. If you found some value from our content, share your thoughts with us on Instagram and Facebook and tag us at Sage Conversations Podcast. Please subscribe and share this podcast with people you know and love. Every bit will help us grow our circle. Once again, thank you so much. We love you. And until the next episode, trust your power and light within.